on Monday of this week, four federal by-elections were held across the country. Two of them went liberal, two of them went conservative, as was completely expected. No surprise there. What was of interest, though, was the riding of Portage Liscar, uh, formerly held by conservative interim leader Candace Bergen. Uh, she won the seat with more than 52% of the vote in the last election. Brandon Leslie held on to it for the Tories. He actually increased the margin of victory beyond 60%, and that's the interesting piece. That's a big, big, big win for the Conservatives, and notable because one of his opponents in that riding was none other than Maxime Bernier, the leader of the People's Party of Canada. The PPC had targeted this riding as potentially winnable, and they appear to have been very, very wrong. They were trounced. So what does that tell us, if anything? about Pierre Polyev and his leadership of the Conservatives. And what does it tell us, if anything, about Maxime Bernier and the future of the PPC? Let's talk about it with David Moskrop, writer for the Globe and Mail and the Washington Post and the author of Too Dumb for Democracy. David, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, the headline, of course, a big win for the Conservatives, big loss for the PPC. What's, what's, what's the bigger deal to you? Or are we making too big a deal out of all of it? I think we're almost always making too big a deal out of everything. I think which is, which is sort of what we we do, is what we're programmed to do, and it's what we're incentivized to do, both as people in the media and as human beings who, who try to look around the world and, and uh, pick out patterns. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is, these are safe seats that were, were returned as safe seats. There were four by-elections out of 338. It's a teeny tiny unrepresentative sample fairly low voter turnout might be higher than you expected but still lower than the the, the last federal election of course and uh, part and, and a snapshot in time to boot so if you're trying to draw conclusions about what's going to happen a year two years from now when we, when we have the next federal election it's going to be tough but you can draw you can tell little stories like the battle between the ppc yeah and the CPC over who's more conservative, which might then play out later in the federal, in the general election, for instance. Absolutely, and I think that's what everybody's watching here. First of all, let's talk about PPC. Uh, Maxine Bernie, I mean, how many crushing defeats can, can one man take and remain in politics, let alone remain as leader? Um, what does this say about the, the PPC's fortunes going forward? Can I confess to you that I just love watching Maxim Bernier getting trounced? I think a lot of people do. I just, I, I'm, I'm with so you. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. Uh, well, I look. I mean, this is this is four losses. He can probably stay on as leader for the PPC as long as he pleases. It's it's pretty much his party. Uh, you know, they, they may continue to exist as a party. I think they've peaked, uh, and uh, he'll continue. In fact, he's going to specifically said he's going to continue in Portage Lisgar, so he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. He's going to give it another go. Uh, he'll lose again. The, the party's probably peaked. The one effect that it might have of note, aside from poisoning discourse in Canada even further, exactly, is that it may it, it may force the Conservative Party to try to protect its right flank a little bit. If they're, if they're worried about losing voters to an even further right party, they may try to, it's certainly in certain ridings, protect that right flank, which is going to be you put pressure on them from the center when they're trying to win suburban and urban ridings where they got to win to form government, particularly Ontario. So it does create a bit of a problem for them. Does it give them any encouragement, though, in the fact that, hey, you know what, we might be over the target here. We're, we're holding on to those farther right members that you're talking about. They're not running off to the PPC. In fact, we're pulling more of them back into our tent here. Um, maybe we're sort of striking that balance that you're talking about there, David. 
I think over the target is such a good way to put it. I mean, I think if we're just talking strategically and we'll set aside substance for a minute, the, the conservatives don't need to move right. I mean, it, probably not going to really cost them anything significant, uh, even though they may be worried about it here and there. I think Polyev is at his most effective when he is talking about working class folks and affordability, housing, health care, wait times, uh, inflation. That's the stuff that's going to appeal to a lot of people on the right end in the center without having to you know, dip into this crypto nonsense or w, you know, World Economic Forum conspiracy silliness. He just doesn't need to go there. But is it a repudiation of that completely, David? Because, I mean, we know that there's still a base out there that will still resonate in some conservative voters, the stuff that Maxine Bernier brings to the table. So, I mean... <laughs> How, how does what does this tell us about that and that kind of politics in Canada? Does it tell us anything? Well, I mean, that's always going to exist. It's always existed in some form or another, and it's always there kind of latently. It's just a question of whether or not someone's going to come along and stoke those fires or not. And the ultimate question is, by responding to it and engaging with it, is Pierre Polyev just further stoking those fires? Or is he protecting... Uh, the party, right. and I think it's on balance. He's probably just further stoking those fires because he just doesn't need to go there. He may want to go there, like in his heart of hearts, he may believe this stuff. And in fact, it might not even be strategic. It might be substantive, right? He might say, "No, no, this is important. We really do need to rail against the World Economic Forum." But I don't really think so, right? Yeah. And, and I don't, you know. And here's the other thing: there's a small subset of voters who really care about that stuff. Yeah. But it's teeny tiny, it's small. teeny tiny, right? You, you, you go ask the average Canadian, the median voter, give me your top 10 issues. It's not going to rank. You might say, do you care about this? And they might say, well, yeah, I really care about this. Okay, how much do you care about it? Well, about the same amount I, I, you know, as I care about pulling weeds. Yeah. Maybe less, right? Um, what's the risk of reading too much? Like you say, these are by-elections in very safe writings. We had a pretty good idea of how it was going to go, but um, it gives us something to talk about. And talk about it, we will. Uh, but what's the risk in reading too much into what are just, uh, you know, some by-elections? And like you say, basically nobody even shows up for a by-election anyhow. Yeah, the, the risk is that you're going to get an outsized and inaccurate picture of what the future is going to look like or what you know this means for the, the country, right? If you wake up in the morning one day, uh, you know, you sort of like run your hand through your, ha- your hair and you get up and you stub your toe on the, on the dresser and you think, I have to tear my house down because every morning I'm going to get up and smash into the dresser, right? That's sort of like saying, taking these four elections, saying, I know I've got, I've got to completely remake my political strategy or I completely remake my expectations because the future of the country is going to be remade by these four elections yeah. and several thousand people have voted. It's a stunning overreaction to a you know, minor event. That doesn't mean that you can't. these things might not replay in the future. They might, but it's certainly no guarantee that they will. And in the past, we've often seen that by-elections were kind of not meaningless because, you know, look, here's the thing. There are MPs now in these writings, which is good. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, um, but not predictive of the of the future, and not representative of the entire country because you know 338 writings very different than than a subsample of four writings. Yeah, we get to do it all again in a month or two. Here we got another by election in Calgary, so we could start all over yeah. again if we want. Yeah, and if we're really unlucky, we'll have to do it all again <laughs> in the next year or two. Awesome, David. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is David Mosgraf, who's a writer for the Globe and Mail and the Washington Post. He's also an author. The book Too Dumb for Democracy.